Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is Joe Grande and Mr. Craig Wasserman. And you know, I want to say something. I am so happy to be a part of the iHeart family. And, uh, you know, our. What do you say that? I, I have that feeling right now, too. Oh, man. The team we have at iHeart is just so amazing. Um, you know, talk about the fortunes and the follow up. And uh, these guys are on point. Uh, shout out to Ryan and Ty and Ty, uh, Alex. You, you guys know. are getting too mushy. No, because no, we just had a big hour meeting right geez. now, and they broke down a lot of stuff. That no, they you're do. just getting muchy. No, they're awesome. They're 100 percent awesome team. And you see the got. reach that you guys are does. getting muchy. And it, well, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't expecting to get muchy until he starts off with it. And no, I, I fully just, can feel that way. I was like in work, you know, kind of talk 101 mode, and then I went, "Oh, you're right. Those yeah, guys are great." Our family is amazing. Well, wherever you're at in uh, Radio Land or, or Podcast Land, listening to us out there, we want to thank you guys for joining Cannabis Talk 101. Joe, let us know what's going down on the show today. So always call us, be a part of the show. We have so many great voicemails I've been going through, and Craig, people have been commenting on you, and, and we're going to be playing those soon. It's 800-420-1980. That number again, 800-420-1980. Uh, little brother's not here today. He's on vacation still, but make sure you guys follow us on social media at Cannabis Talk 101 and at Pop Brothers at Law underscore in between each of those words right there. Little brother is at Waslaw. Big brother Craig Wasserman is at Waslaw Dog. And Blue is at one Christopher Wright. I am at Joe Grande 52. And today on the show, we have a very special guest. I was not as fortunate as you guys to meet her in the past when she was uh, discussing things with you when she was coming up in her rankings. But now I feel honored because I am an Orange County representative as well, and she represents us in Orange County. She's from the Irvine Council member. She's an attorney, Melissa Fox, and she is a candidate for the State Assembly for the 68th House District. Welcome to the show, Melissa. How are you? Hey, I'm great, and I'm happy to be here. Good to see you guys. It's been a bit. Yeah, it has. It has. I mean, the last time I think when we met you was at the Weed Maps uh, uh, yes. event 
God, was that four years ago already? I think your husband. She was looks there. confused. Melissa's like, is that no? Where we there met? was a weed match. Yeah, no, I think it was in. It was longer than that. I mean, that might have been the last time we saw. No, I think I was on within the. Past yeah, you were on years. after that. I, I'm just when my brother and I met you the first time. I was there. Were you there? That was a. Oh, that was a mixer. Your husband was a mixer. It was a weed maps. Weed maps mixer. Your husband was there as well. Uh, we all we all got to hang no, out. No, I think I remember too. Your husband still was kind of not fully all in on you endorsing cannabis at that time. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. He was is, nervous. Is he, yes, Wouldn't he was nervous. Was all, yeah, he was just nervous, you know, because it wasn't. Look, at the time that I was supportive of cannabis, especially as a lawyer, um, it was a very difficult thing to come out and back because sure. it was totally illegal, um, you know, except for very very slim exceptions. And uh, it was medical back then. It was a very then. transitional time in 2014. Yeah, it was still medical back then. So, you know, it was medical. Uh, the, the laws for medical under SB 420 was it was a crime first, defense later. And if you had the right defense under the medical laws and you would easily defend and get dismissed, but it still was a crime first. So, I mean, we understand that it's hard to come out. We did and we had no choice but not to look back. And knock on wood, five years later, smoking on social media, the bar has not come knocking. Which is crazy yeah, well, to think if they re- would. If you recall, they, we weren't so sure that that was going to be the case back then. Oh, I, absolutely. I know. I know. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's great to see how far you've come. Uh, so tell us, what made you decide to go to the next level? Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, lack of leadership. You know, there was... Uh, I love being in politics. I love the ability to, to, um, help people on a bigger scale than just one-on-one clients or one company, you know, as a lawyer, but being able to fix what's broken and actually change the law. And I think cannabis is a prime example, right? I mean, you see that like the laws were absolutely unfair and many of them still are. And so to be able to get the opportunity um, to bring some more fairness and justice to the system that, that it's just been a calling, right? I started out as a lawyer in that area. And then I think it was a kind of a natural progression to want to help shape the law itself. And for state assembly, that's what you're running for the 68th house district. Where exactly is that? Sure. Well, the largest city in it is orange followed by one third of Irvine and also includes Tustin and Lake Forest, Anaheim Hills, and the Canyon. So it's a pretty cool area. And so obviously you're pushing for cannabis, uh, you know, and when I think of pushing for cannabis and I want to play devil's advocate, you're representing Irvine right now. You're an Irvine council member, but why isn't it legal in Irvine then? Yeah. And, you know, I have this discussion quite a lot, you know, and it should be. And I we've supported the labs and we were able to get uh, cannabis labs into the city. And and by the way, cannabis is in Irvine. It's just not appropriately regulated. It's not I regulated. Mean, you know, it really is. I was going to say that, Mike. I've seen a few dispensaries you know, it's there. Just, but. It's just illegal stuff going on. Yeah. And, and yeah. It's just I mean, how. What is the conversation with the other city council members when you say we should open it up, regulate it, get rid of the bad and make money new? off it? I mean, what what is the I mean, because still the still Orange County, I mean, Santa Ana is the only southern Orange County that allows all the cannabis activity, including retail. And I mean, how are you going to try to effectuate that change at a state level yeah. for yeah. cities that just won't allow it? 
Well, and let me tell you, the the guy that I am running against is the one who pushed the ban in the city of Irvine. And so this is a guy who has been against cannabis, kind of knee jerk. He can't even explain, you know, he talks about like, you know, gangs and hordes of crime and it just <laughs> Reef doesn't even make sense, yeah. right? Reef madness. Where there's weed, there's gangs. You know, talking about that, that the labs that you guys do um, actually allow in and Irvine. And we're also the home of weed maps. Yes, that's true. I thought it was in Rancho Santa Margarita. They moved. No, no they've been there forever. In no, they've been there. Yeah. So, you know, the, the is it Mike's... Uh, um, uh, a former angel from CSA's lab that you guys have there? Um, Valiant was the first one, and I think we have two others. And so I don't know. I don't know if the proprietor, the the main executive, is Mike, but okay. um, it's Valiant is uh, was the initial push. And you know, uh, my colleagues were not in any way uh, against it. It was an easy. It was you know a five zero vote, and I loved asking my uh, police chief. Uh, so what do you think the increase in crime will be from allowing cannabis, you know, to have a lab in the city? And he says, no, no impact whatsoever. So I loved getting that answer because I mean, of course we know that there's no, there's a lot of business opportunity, um, from the business of cannabis, especially when you're talking about the regulated legal business. Are you able to notice that difference in numbers on Santa Ana? Because that's a great reference of saying what's been the increase since the labs. But was there a difference in Santa Ana before the dispensaries came in there to afterwards? Was there an increase to be like, we don't want them here now? I think they said... No, crime goes down. down, Crime goes down in areas where you have legalized regulations. And that's what I thought. So it's like... My question is this. What, What do they say when you say, let's bring in... A retail store. Let's bring in uh, non-retail manufacturing distribution. Uh, what is their response to that, and why only now? I guess I can't complain 100% because it is a cannabis business that is now being allowed in a city that didn't allow it, which is still one huge thing. But what yeah. are they? What's their argument about, about opening it up to the supply chain? Well, I can't make their arguments. No, no. What what do they say to you? Logical arguments. I mean, there is none. I mean, we're talking about uh, a safe city uh, becoming safer, right? And you know, and uh, I know multiple cancer patients who have difficulty getting their medication during COVID, right? Because it's hard. You have to go to the store to get the uh, appropriate medication, and delivery is much more limited, you know, than uh, for your selection. So it would be much more safer to do it. And I haven't, you know, really, it's just been a political fear. And so I have every hope and belief that in November of 2020, you will have a cannabis-friendly majority on the Irvine City Council, and it shouldn't be an issue anymore. Well, and the God, man is just stupid. God willing, so, Irvine well, who Council we, member. Who, who, who should we, who needs to be voted in? We don't, we don't, I live in Anaheim, so who needs to be voted in or out of Irvine? Yeah, well, my I'll tell you, the, the person who I've been supporting for my seat is Lauren Johnson Norris. She's a criminal defense attorney, and uh, she's the one who wrote um, and won the appeal for the first case where it was held that uh, you cannot take someone's child away for medical use of cannabis. Oh, so that's right. Were we talking about that? Yeah, my brother. And she's a great person to vote for. We'd love awesome. to have her as well. Awesome. Yeah, my brother must have. T- I think he talked to you about that when you were discussing coming on the show, and he mentioned that already. Yeah. That's, you know, props to her for that. That's awesome. 
And matter of fact, we want to tell everybody we're talking to Irvine Council Member and Attorney Melissa Fox. She's a candidate for the State Assembly for the 68th House District. You can go to her website, Melissa MelissaFoxBlog.com, IG Melissa Fox for California. Melissa, uh, we'll take a break real quick, but I want to get into more of how you got and supported cannabis and how, and how it's such a big deal to you because it's so dope to hear that she started off years ago when she met you guys yeah and it was like tabooish and now she's just full go on it it's cannabis talk 101 we'll be right back with melissa fox Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. We're live with Melissa Fox. Melissa, so, you know... If, if, if you end up, you know, 
winning, right? The in the, it's the state of sample. When when she's when when when, she when, wins. when you win. You know, will you have an effect on the states, uh, the cities? I'm saying that that are involved here uh, with like Anaheim, and how will that affect you know uh, the the people? Yeah, I absolutely hope to, and I would be representing Anaheim Hills. It's actually a large portion of Anaheim, all the way down to the 91, includes the Duck Stadium. Um, so it's a really big portion. But I think the best thing that I can do up in Sacramento would be uh, to work on this legislation uh, that is promoting an underground market and really hampering legal businesses. And I'm a big uh, actual, actually, I don't support a lot of tax on cannabis, particularly because of the way that uh, promotes an underground market and penalizes people who are doing it the right way. Sure. Yes. And also, the layers of taxation get in the way of the cost, and oh, you yeah. can't really compete. I mean, it can be up to a 40, 48% effective tax at the end of the day to the consumer, all rolled into the high right. price. And that's why they're all, yeah, I mean, we've, well, been, we've been saying that for, you know, ever since it came out. The yeah. different, and then the regulatory hurdles. I mean, it's not that, it should be like any other business. If you have volatile chemicals in your business, follow whatever rules that a volatile chemical company or people who use volatile chemicals have to go through. Not 10 extra layers. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. Now, what about... Are you, you're familiar with, uh, I think it's Assemblyman, I, I'm not sure, but uh, Ting? I don't know if you have heard. Bill Ting, yeah, sure. Yes. And he, would you support the bill that he tried to get through that basically forces cities to give out so many licenses per alcohol licenses in their city? You think that's a fair compromise? Because you know, cities are just, I mean, we understand that less than, I mean, Less than a third of the cities in the state of California allow cannabis activity, period. It's just, it's, it's, it's horrible. So like how there's do you, liquor stores by every school, by every on, church, by everything. On, on tackling that problem. Yeah, well, I think that's a many-headed beast. And I'm, I'm reluctant to say that I absolutely support legislation that I haven't read. But I would love to strongly support uh, cities. And I, I think it sounds on the face of it like a great idea to tie it to a liquor license too, right? But because you're really cutting off access for large portions of the community to you know, a legal product and one that is often medically necessary, or I mean, even just recreationally, right? It's still it's, medical. It's completely unfair. <laughs> but I think what we have to do is promote, uh, you know, like you were saying about taxation, you can, people who want to just like kill the golden goose, they're going to tax the legal market completely out of existence. Just much better to treat it like a regular product yep. and have one layer of taxation. A I worked absolutely. actually with um, uh, the Long Beach uh, crew when they were putting in their initiative. And uh, I was I, I, that was specifically what I cut out of that legislation with them was saying you cannot tax it at every level. Because it's going to, you know, it's uh, exponential tax at that point, and you're going to make it completely unavailable. I mean, a lot, um, a lot so of. I, I think that the regulation that I'd love to work on is um, streamlining the uh, process for getting licensed and for working on the layers of taxation and encouraging businesses and cities to open up their markets. Yeah, I, I think what we need to, is there any coalition you're potentially part of in California with other candidates who are espousing the same type of uh, cannabis-friendly uh, politics? 
Well, I work very closely with our state treasurer, Fiona Ma, who is working on a state bank specifically so that we have the ability to do um, commercial banking in the state because it's still you know no, that's, a problem on a federal level. Yeah, that's very, so very necess- I work, I'm necessary. I'm working with her and I'm happy to work with any candidates or uh, assembly members or senators who are interested in um, the appropriate regulation for this market. Melissa, I want you to walk the listener through and all of us as well as you're an Irvine council member currently, you're an attorney, you've been for a while, and now as you're a candidate for the state assembly for the 68th House District, what is the normal person who lives in a city, how do they go, I want cannabis in my city, what can I do? And Melissa, you're the in, you're the plug of telling and explaining, I would imagine, exactly that person who's sitting there going, I'm sick of driving X amount of miles to go get this legal cannabis, I want it right here in my city, what actions do I need to take? Well, I mean, anytime you want to affect change in the community, you need to build your um, your base, right? So if you have like a group of, let's say, soccer moms, right? You know, and uh, they want they don't want to have to drive in Orange County. Say you live in South Orange County, you don't want to have to drive all the way to Santa Ana. You put together uh, a group of people and you start lobbying. And what that looks like is just sending emails to your council and say, why can I? Do, why don't I have access to a legal product in my community? Why do I have to go so far away? Would that work um, statewide? You know, Luna Woods is a really every great city it works. Every city and every state uh, that that would work, right? That concept works in every city and every state, correct? Absolutely. And you know, what happened to Luna Woods? People are elected to represent the people uh, who live in their communities, and so when the community members come to the city. And, and and ask for it, it's very hard to dismiss them because they say, well, I'm not going to vote for you if you don't support my interests. So you were mentioning Laguna Woods. What was your yeah. experience with them? Well, Laguna Woods has been very interesting. They had a collective going back many, many years. And as soon as it became legal to have retail, I had actually you know worked with them politically, not... Uh, with Lonnie. Yeah, on, on getting... Um, an establishment in their community, as you recall, the laws were very funky for a while and you had to have like a state owned or I'm sorry, a city owned building. And um, so they, they were moving forward to having a retail establishment and they got a letter from the sheriff and they contract with the sheriff for law enforcement that and the sheriff uh, told them that if they went forward with a retail establishment, that uh, they would not, the sheriff would no longer enforce their contract. And so they would not provide legal services. I'm sorry, uh, law enforcement services. So to me, that's the craziest thing. I, I hope we're still not seeing that, right? Where you have law enforcement actually um, saying publicly that they're not going to fulfill their, their contracted duties and they're going to violate an agreement over um, cannabis use. Meaning they won't the serve and protect thing. that area? I'm confused on what that actually means. Does it mean they won't, serve, they won't serve and protect that area that they took an yeah. oath over? I mean, it's like, yeah. how they do you said get they to- won't provide police services if they open a retail. Not surrounding the retail, but for the city entirely, they would not honor their law wow. enforcement contract. 
What city was that? Laguna, Laguna Woods. Laguna, Laguna Woods. And Laguna Woods has a lot of old people. They have a, quite a few, like right off the freeway. It's all. There. It's all it is, basically. Exactly. And it'd be great for them yeah. to have. And well, I did some work with them back in that period of time, and it was yeah. really messed up. They were trying to get some initiative on the ballot. Nelly Gill. They have this big area of a big, beautiful homes in the Nelly Gill area, and they a lot of horses and stuff. It's right off the five freeway as you're headed south. Just it's actually the same exit also as mine, except you go to the right, and it's right there. And it's just a beautiful area. And when you see that I've seen a few pop-ups come up over there. No, they have bus, just, they have to get they have to bust themselves all the way into Santa Ana to right. get their medicine. And there's there's been articles right. on that as well. And it's just well, I thought there was. I, mean, gonna, I just don't know when the cities are going to open their eyes and wake up. I mean, yeah. I think what has to happen is more candidates like Melissa have to win. Period. That's what's going to affect change because the old school Melissa can go up there all day long, knock her head against the wall, and hear idiotic comebacks and idiotic responses that aren't based in fact or education. But what is the comeback though, Melissa, when you, when you throw out the facts of numbers, you know, we could lie about how great it is, but the numbers don't look what the city made by taxing and retail and the locations around. Look what the money brought into this city. What is the rebuttal for people, especially in Irvine, where you're at, where you're sitting there pounding your head going, you guys, why are you saying no? Look at these factual numbers. Yeah, and watch the Medman vans roll down the street. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's not here. You know? Yeah. So, so, I mean, but my point is, what are the people in, as you're there on a council level, in the Irvine council level, I mean, you're going to now be dealing with the same argument as you go for uh, the state assembly. What are the rebuttals that you hear that you go, what the hell are you saying? Well, yes, I get a lot of ridiculous arguments. I mean, I've, I I was participating in some of the forums that the sheriff had prior prior to Sheriff Barnes. We had um, can't remember her name. Can't remember the, the the name of the sheriff before Barnes, but I don't. Hutchins. Um, Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Anyway. Anyways. P. Coltrane. Yeah. Roscoe. She she would say some of the most ridiculous things. Like we we were going to be having you know armed gangs at your door and shootouts in your streets. And, and that was just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But um, the real issue that I don't believe that that was the real issue because there was a lot of facts that said that, you know, that, that said that wasn't true. Um, but what, what the real problem is, is that if they, if politicians believe that they have a conservative base of uh, people who are, fearful they will not get voted in so it's purely political in my opinion well, what so about they feel that they have more people who are afraid of cannabis in their community than they have people who are positive and i'll tell you in irvine that is not the case we have a community that is very supportive of of cannabis for Many reasons. But you guys have a lot of pharmaceutical money in Irvine as well and in South Orange yes. County overall. So I'm wondering, does that pharmaceutical money play into the hand of, nope, we don't want cannabis coming in here because us owners of these big ass buildings that are in Irvine, you know, that are giving the city X amount of money. You're not going to take that little bit of money from cannabis when we're giving you this much and cannabis is going to affect us as a pharmaceutical company. I know it's a theory and it's reaching, but it's not far fetched from, you know, all of these pharmaceutical companies going, we don't want cannabis coming out and going bigger. Well, I think that's probably true on the federal level, but not right now at the local level, because frankly, they're just not that sophisticated. <laughs> We're listening to Irvine Council Member and Attorney Melissa Fox. She is the candidate for State Assembly for 68th House District. Um, Melissa, you know, it's it's funny because 
I actually want to go back to something else that we've had in the conversation before was, is your husband now more with you or is he still nervous for you? Because (laughs) that's important to know, you know, you guys didn't even say that on air. I wanted to bring that up again. That's hysterical. Um, Okay. Well, this is so long ago. Um, Now he's a politician as well, correct? Or, or yeah, well, no, my husband's not a politician. Um, let me just. You could plead the fifth. Since that time, <laughs> my husband became um, diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer. Oh, and, I didn't hear that. Way to go, Blue. I'm and, sorry. No, no, it's a wonderful story. Okay, here because we go. because of my connections. Um, with people who manufacture cannabis products, we've had him on a tincture of two to one and three to one CBD when he was given a 7% chance to live a year in 2015. And he's doing just fine. He's in the other room right now. Awesome. Wow. (laughs) Anecdotal. That's anecdotal Anecdotal evidence. Fantastic. Do you sit there and you, do you ever bring that up at at meetings like for the assembly and uh, like you guys, this is, I mean, it's affecting my own household. Um, I don't typically share that because it's his personal health information, but I think I made an exception this time, but I do, um, say that I have a close family member who's, um, not, and it's not just, we can't prove that that's why he's alive today, but I can tell you, I can prove that cannabis has helped his symptoms going through chemo and, um, Absolutely, and, well, and it's so him. funny that I didn't even remember mm. that he used to be on the on the bench a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's full cannabis, one hundred percent. You know, I, I you make sure you send him our love. You know, because uh, we do remember meeting him at uh, the, the Weed Maps, and um, you know, he he seemed like a very nice guy. And so, you know, we, our prayers are out with you guys and everything. I wish him a full recovery and and just uh, an amazing life through that process. Um, my, you know, my father passed. We're coming a, up on five years now. Wow. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Great. So we must have known so, each other for a while. That's how I know that we met so early. Yeah. Because he, you know, that was so long ago that it was before we really had any. And I was on board before I had any personal experience in my own life. Correct. And I can second that. We do not have a flipper here. Yes, no. She, we we call we call people that have are just coming over to the uh, industry to try and get the vote. We call them flippers because they're flipping over now to the cannabis side just to right, try and get the vote. Now that, versus somebody like yourself that's been in this you know this, day one, this fight for, forever. Yeah, you know um, and, and why is that the case that. too? Why have you been into it since Jump Street? Oh well, you know, uh, first of all, I'm from Orange County, so of course I have a libertarian streak. You know, people should be able to do what they want to do. Uh, as long as they're not hurting anybody else. But what really made me uh, get off the the bench, I guess, was talking to families that had fought so hard to be able to access cannabis for, in particular, mothers for their children, that they had to manufacture it, that they had to go through all of this, you know, horrible um, system to try and get medicine that was made illegal right and then the more so that's really what pulled my heart into it and then the more i learned about it and the uh, social injustice and um the industry itself uh, just really got me supportive and um i was brought in by uh fiona ma who was uh, sitting on the agricultural committee at the time while she was in the assembly 
and I was chairing the Business and Professions Caucus for the California State Democratic Party, and we did a, a panel on the business of cannabis. And so that was really the process. So learning about, you know, how unfair it was in so many different ways, particularly to families and, you know, Charlotte's Web, learning about all of that. And then um, diving more into the importance of cannabis to the state of California and to farming. Great story. Well, let's break real quick and we want to come back and do the high five with you. If you don't know who she is, she's a fox. And that's Melissa Fox. (laughs) We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. We are here with Irvine Councilmember and Attorney Melissa Fox. She is a candidate for the State Assembly for the 68th House District. How's that, Lou? Hey, that was pretty good. I mean, the way you did that, you sound like a professional broadcaster. Jeez, I missed my calling. The the last part was a little rough, like when you said, how's that, Lou? Exactly. That's That's why we got to criticize them no matter what. You were thinking thinking too much at the end. For those who want to find Melissa, you can go to her website, melissafoxblog.com. You can also find her Instagram, melissafox for California, on Twitter, melissajoy, which is J-O-I, Fox. And I'm actually on another website that I like that is just so beautiful as well. It's Vote Melissa Fox. So everywhere you look, you got to find her, especially if you're in California and you're in the South Orange County area. You definitely want to vote her in for that as she's doing big things for Irvine and all across uh, Orange County. I love hearing your stories and and what's going on there, but I want to get into the high five because hearing what you've done, and I want to hear this South Orange County girl when she started it. Smoking a little weed back in the day. <laughs> I'm almost wondering, was it Dana Point? Was it Laguna Beach? Sunset. Yeah, we're going to find out as you scrolled into Hollywood. Question number one on the high five with Melissa Fox. How old were you the first time you smoked weed and where'd you get it from? 
I was 14. I was in college and I was in. Um, uh, Hold on, back up. Not, 14 uh, in college? Spokane, Washington. You were 14 years old in college? Yes. How, how did that happen? Um, I did a college. I got. Um, Brag, uh, smarty pants, feel I came free. I out of foster care and I had a psychologist oh. who recommended that I do a summer course in um, Washington State at Gonzaga University. And so I went there at 14 for the summer. Wow. That's awesome. Wow, wow, wow. You're very what interesting your, person. What was or is your favorite way to use cannabis? I have been sober for 27 years. Very oh, good. 27. Get, well, guess what? My birthday's coming up. I'm celebrating 22. Hello, Woo, Fred and Bill. July. Are you the 4th of July? I'm the 21st of July. That's so awesome. Congratulations. Wow. Happy birthday. That's great. Uh, so craziest place you've ever used or smoked cannabis? Probably not even interesting. I don't know. Couldn't even. Uh, it's Come on. Not, I, I honestly At am college. not a big user ever. I just tried it. Well, um, in the college, the first time is still pretty crazy. Back in the day, too, out of college. 14, yeah. That, the first time may be the craziest time. Yeah. Because smoking weed out of college, as it's so normal now, I mean, you know, it's still a crazy spot. Well, Question I was really young, and I had a roommate, and I didn't want to appear like, you know, a kid, so... I <laughs> did what you had to do. I'm a big girl, right? Question number four, the high five. What is your go-to munchies after you used to get high? Uh, you know, I'm sorry I'm not more interesting on these questions. Don't worry about it. Never was a big munchie person. All right, that's fair. That's a fair <laughs> question. Now, the last question. If, if you were smoking, who would you want to smoke with whoever's dead or alive? If you could or just hang out. If you could smoke with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, my gosh. Um, it would have to be any of the suffragettes. <laughs> nice. The who? The suffragettes. I don't who's know. who's I don't that? Know who that huh? Votes for women, you know, suffragettes. Oh, they not, were badasses, man. We, those were um, those were the women who brought the woman movement. You probably never saw any of that history, really, guys. I I missed it. Yeah, I, I, it's over my head too. I'm sorry. Please educate us on that. I'm if we're the only two. Any woman who's going to go to jail and be force fed for her right to uh, participate in the political process is someone I want to hang out with. Oh yeah, that's Sharp right. Katie Paul Stanton, those guys. Well, Hallelujah. You know, well, you know, we appreciate you being on the show, Melissa. And is there anything that you'd like to share with uh, our listeners here before we uh, let you lose here? Oh, my gosh. Well, don't ever be afraid to be on the right side of an issue. Very nice. Love that statement. Isn't that the truth? You know what, people? That's go simple. out there and vote. Melissa Fox. You want to find her again, the website, melissafoxblog.com. She's on Instagram at melissafox for california Twitter, Melissa Joy Fox, which is J-O-I, and that's F-O-X. Thank you for everything you do. I love hearing all these great comments from these guys that have said things about you. And Mark couldn't be here today because he's on vacation. He was talking highly of you He said well. to say hello. Yes. So thank and, you and keep doing the good work. And listen, guys, if you want to contact us, go ahead and call 1-800-420-1980. Leave a message. You could join the show. Uh, get your voice out and may it, may it be heard. Uh, it's Cannabis Talk 101. Remember this. If no one else loves you, we, we do. do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.